Happy Friday, High Day, January 27th, 2023. We've got all the latest cannabis news for you coming up. So get ready. The marijuana industry is constantly changing with new laws, rules, and regulations. You need to know what's happening. We keep you up to date by bringing you the latest information on the marijuana industry. So get ready, because this is the M News Now. Republican House members have presented the first piece of marijuana reform legislation for the 118th Congress, and it calls for allowing medical cannabis users to purchase and possess weapons. The measure seeks to amend federal statute as it concerns the sale, purchase, shipment, receipt, or possession of a firearm or ammunition by a user of medical marijuana. Currently, people who use cannabis for any reason, even medical, are prohibited from buying or owning firearms because they're deemed to be too dangerous. Late in 2022, U.S. District Court Judge Alan Windsor wrote about this federal ban. He said it's meant to keep guns from those in whose hands they could be dangerous. He then went on to compare it to the ban on mentally ill individuals who are also prevented from owning guns. He wrote that both categories of people can be dangerous when armed, and added they were simply too dangerous to have guns. The Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms require prospective gun purchasers to fill out a form which asks, Are you an unlawful user of, or addicted to, marijuana or any depressant, stimulant, narcotic drug, or any other controlled substance? The form then adds the following reminder message saying, Warning, the use or possession of marijuana remains unlawful under federal law, regardless of whether it has been legalized or decriminalized for medical or recreational purposes in the state where you reside. This ban has drawn strong criticism from all sides of the political aisles. Supporters, legislators, and state authorities claim that it unfairly discriminates against marijuana patients, and it requires them to give up a constitutional right or obtain firearms through additional potentially criminal means. Last year, a similar bill was introduced, but if passed, it would have protected the Second Amendment rights of any lawful marijuana consumer, and not just medical marijuana patients. Unfortunately, though, that bill didn't make it through Congress. Also last year, Florida's former agricultural commissioner, Nikki Freed, led an effort to sue the federal government over this, saying that it forced medical marijuana patients to choose between their health and their Second Amendment rights, and therefore the ban was discriminatory. Her case was dismissed, but it's still ongoing as she has since appealed the decision. Cannabis delivery scams are on the rise. The Better Business Bureau's scam tracker announced that they've received numerous consumer complaints over scams involving fake, but genuine-sounding, fees intended to defraud cannabis customers of their money. It starts with consumers doing an online search for a local cannabis store which might offer delivery. After finding a shop that sounds legit, customers will call and place that order for delivery, followed by making payment via a digital wallet app like Zelle or Cash App. The problem starts when that company informs the customer that they must now pay a fee, which they say is to cover delivery insurance or some other fee they say is standard for their new customers. The store will assure customers that that fee will be returned once delivery is completed. And typically, this fee is several hundred dollars. Once the payment's made, the delivery never arrives, the phone number is no longer answered, and the company seems to vanish, along with the customer's money. The Better Business Bureau notes that there are also scams where deliveries are made, but what's delivered is not cannabis. 
One customer complained that when his purchases arrived, he threw the packages away after putting one of the edibles in his mouth, tasting chemicals, and experiencing a burning sensation. The Bureau says the best way to avoid these scams is to do your research before completing a purchase. Read reviews and look up the dispensary name along with the word scam and see if anything pops up. Customers could also visit the actual storefront before a purchase to ensure that it's a real location. And lastly, they also stress that it's very important to keep in mind that sending money through a digital wallet app is similar to paying cash, in that it's unlikely you'll be able to have that app intervene to get your money back. For more information, you can check out the Better Business Bureau's website and make sure any scams you know about are reported so that you too can help put an end to this type of fraud. Cureleaf Holdings has announced that in order to streamline their operations and reduce costs, this month they'll begin shutting down the majority of operations in California, Colorado, and Oregon. Cureleaf noted the difficult operating environment in these states and their desire to focus more on generating cash in their core revenue-driving markets. Additionally, Cureleaf will also be consolidating their Massachusetts cultivation and processing operations into one single facility. They'll be closing down their operations in Amesbury and relocating everything to their Webster location. Cureleaf's also reduced their payroll by 10%. They expect this and their other cost savings initiatives to save them $60 million, which exceeds the target they had by 50%. Since 2022, Cureleaf's been aggressively cutting costs by closing facilities and laying off workforce members. The company cited recent legislative decisions, price compression, and lack of enforcement of the illicit market as reasons for the need to reduce operational costs. Having such a large multi-state operator like Cureleaf leave these major markets of Colorado, California, and Oregon could actually help stabilize prices in those markets. This week, Kansas Democratic Governor Laura Kelly criticized what she called the ridiculous rules that punish patients and spoke out vehemently against the state's continued criminalization of medical marijuana. During her annual State of the State address, Governor Kelly said that legalizing medical marijuana is the common-sense method to improve health care here in Kansas. The governor spoke about a recent situation where a terminally ill man's hospital room was raided by police because he was using a cannabis vaporizer and extract to relieve severe pain. That man was issued a summons to appear in court, which was later revoked. And sadly, the man has since passed away. Governor Kelly said, We all know that was ridiculous. She emphasized that the police were only doing their job, and the real problem was the law. She said, The law itself is ridiculous. The governor continued by saying, Every day, thousands of Kansans are forced to choose between breaking the law and living without pain. It's an unbearable choice and an absolutely unnecessary one. She continued, Let's do better. In honor of the kids experiencing multiple seizures per day and veterans suffering with PTSD, let's make sure Kansans live better and let's do it right now. After the governor's speech, the Republican State Senate President Ty Masterson held his own press conference and was rather dismissive of the patient stories that Governor Kelly had shared, saying one was an interesting example, but adding, I'm not going to be shamed into doing it from some bad examples. The governor had emphasized during her speech that what is needed now is for citizens to put pressure on their representatives to get reform passed. And she's exactly right. This is what needs to happen in every state. We should all be reaching out to our representatives and encourage them to quickly pass cannabis reforms now. Legislators in Massachusetts and New York have introduced bills intended to fully decriminalize current illegal narcotics 
and handled drug abuse as a public health issue rather than a criminal justice issue. In Massachusetts, their bill seeks to implement what they call a needs screening, which will identify services to address substance use disorder and mental health conditions, as well as lack of employment, housing, food, and any need for civil legal services. People who receive citations for illicit drugs can have those dismissed if they provide proof of completing this new needs screening test. The proposed bill would not mandate treatment, only the screening, which hopes to find opportunities to deal with the underlying socioeconomic issues that lead to substance abuse. Massachusetts has also had another separate bill proposed to legalize a series of psychedelics for adults 18 and over. Over in New York, a measure was introduced which would do away with both criminal and civil penalties for possession of drugs, in addition to establishing a task force to research and recommend further reforms. A memo attached to that measure says, New York and other states have continued to treat drug use as a moral failing and as a crime, thus stigmatizing and incarcerating millions of people for having a disease. They further pointed out that this contributes to barriers to excess housing, employment, and other vital services. It also places a huge financial burden on the state through increased spending on the criminal legal system, the child welfare system, the health care system, the shelter system, and others, as well as through reduced productivity and employment. This new proposed New York legislation would also make amendments to state law to replace the word criminal with unlawful regarding possession offenses in an effort to help with destigmatization. The new proposed bill is also seeking to allow citizens facing a simple possession violation to pay a $50 fine or participate in a needs screening similar to the Massachusetts bill. And lastly, their proposal wants to establish a drug decriminalization task force to develop recommendations for reforming state laws, regulations, and practices, which will treat substance use disorder as a disease rather than criminal behavior. Legislators in Washington state have also indicated that they, too, will be discussing potential decriminalization this year. In Michigan, there's been a dramatic increase in the number of robberies committed against cannabis delivery drivers. Law enforcement in the state have been working to contain the issue, beginning with an alert advisory on the situation that was published by the Michigan Cannabis Regulatory Agency. The Macomb Daily reported that authorities are particularly concerned about the rise in crime in the Detroit metropolitan area, with burglaries rapidly increasing since the beginning of December 2022. The thefts have frequently taken place at homes during deliveries. There have been some armed robberies, and some where drivers have been beaten and their cars taken. The Michigan Cannabis Regulatory Agency advisory stated that their administrative rules require that licensees and applicants must notify their agency and local law enforcement authorities within 24 hours of the theft or loss of any product or criminal activity at the marijuana business. Besides delivery drivers, the Michigan Cannabis Regulatory Agency said that there have been 117 break-ins at cannabis businesses between April and November of 2022. Those were primarily at adult-use stores rather than medical dispensaries. And at those businesses, the agency said that there were similar tactics that were all used. Suspects parked their vehicles in the furthest part of the parking lot or across the street. They tend to use a tool such as a hammer or crowbar to enter the back door, but in some cases have also entered directly through the front. Thieves grab as much as they can and get out quickly. And most of these break-ins take place between 12 a.m. and 7 a.m. Oregon and Washington State have also reported a surge in cannabis burglaries as well, with Washington State in particular having a huge increase during 2022. Washington Senator Patty Murray said in a statement that was emailed to the Associated Press, 
It makes absolutely no sense that legal businesses are being forced to operate entirely in cash, and it's dangerous, and sometimes even fatal, for employees behind the register. After several efforts to pass medical marijuana in Kentucky, Democratic Governor Andy Beshear signed an order in November 15, 2022, which does allow it in limited situations. That order went to effect on the 1st of January, 2023. However, despite this progress, the order only applies to certain medical conditions, and there are several caveats. And even with this recently passed effort, there's still no allowance for adult-use cannabis in Kentucky. This month, though, Metro police officers in Louisville are now being discouraged from citing residents for simple possession of marijuana. The Louisville Metro Police Department colonel, Paul Humphrey, issued a memo to staff which emphasized that this will be of the lowest priority for the department. His memo wrote, An officer will not routinely write a citation for possession of marijuana involving one ounce or less if it's the only charge or the most serious charge against a defendant. Although this is positive, encouraging news, Louisville Metro police officers are not actually prohibited from citing someone for having the drug, and its discovery can still be used as probable cause for a search during an investigation. But this memo is encouraging in that it heads things in the right direction for the state. Mississippi residents got their first opportunity to buy legal cannabis as sales officially began this month. Governor Tate Reeves approved legislation legalizing medical marijuana usage in Mississippi about a year ago and it's now finally implemented. The state program's being run by the Mississippi State Department of Health, and this week, they officially began those legal sales. Mississippi Medical Marijuana Association's executive director, Ken Newberger, said, We've been working since 2018 to get medical marijuana in the hands of patients in Mississippi, and it's surreal to see it finally come to fruition. This is only the beginning. More and more businesses will be harvesting, testing, and getting their products on the shelves in the coming months. Therefore, More patients will have access to this medicine at certified businesses all across the state. That's all you need to know for today. Be sure to keep listening for the latest updates. And follow us on themnewsnow.com. Later.